Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey guys, Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? I'm sure you are excellent, wonderful, awesome. Everything is great. It's a good day. It's a great day. We're going to have a good show today. Um, Thank you guys for listening along with us. I want to remind you, I wrote a little book last year and released it last year uh, called I Am Rahab. Ray Hab. She was named after Ra, the sun god. Did you know that, Dan? Yes. No, oh, oh, okay. That was a, that was a yes and then a quick no. I, I wrote a book about it. It is available anywhere books are sold. I encourage you to go pick it up. Um, really obsessed with their story. God really transformed just my thinking in several areas, specifically about her and just her position um, in the, in the bloodline of Jesus. Pretty amazing. Um, go pick it up. It is an incredible resource that you could use with your small group. Y'all your I know you guys are in a small group. I hope you are somewhere. Uh, I would encourage you to go grab it and, um, do it with your friends, with your small group and your Sunday school class, you know, whatever it is, go get you one. Thank you guys for listening along. We also are on social media. Duh, everybody is. Um, you can find us uh, Instagram. Uh, I love Instagram. We, were t- we had a long conversation about all the social medias this weekend. Um, love Instagram, but we're hello over on Facebook. We do a lot of ministry over there. That's how we kind of started building up a, a good little following over on Facebook. Um, you can catch us either place. I'm also on Twitter. But I think everyone knows how I feel about Twitter. Not on it very often. I have an account. That's about it. I think I have six followers. Dan, do you follow me on Twitter? See, he doesn't even have one. So that's a no. Um, Yeah, don't do a lot with that. However, um, God loves everyone on Twitter, too. Um, Follow along. We would love to hear from you guys. It's a great place to reach us. We do answer most of um, most all of our messages that same day. Sometimes they are delayed if it's the weekend. I mean, you know, mama's got to sleep and our team's got to sleep over here. But um, we do try to answer them. So there's lots of ways to get in touch with us. You can also email us at hello at autumnmiles.com. I love that. Hello at autumnmiles.com. Also, if you have a women's event at your church or, you know, just want to hang out, um, I am still booking for 2019, which is great because my new book releases, which is called Gangster Prayer. Hello in July and we are booking up for that book tour um, very soon very soon we will so if you're interested you can send us an email or send us a message on any of our social media sites and we'll get back with you also check out the website autumnmiles.com okay that was a lot of okay let's switch over to God's word you may be missing God's leading in your life simply because you're not consulting him 
Hello. How'd you like that? That wasn't very nice. However, it's incredibly true. I was studying this passage of scripture not very long ago and um, was just hit with this thought. You know, we get so many messages from you guys that are like, I just I, I'm like at this fork in the road. I don't know which way to take. You know, my husband is 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 wanting to do this. And I feel like God is pushing us to this. And, you know, um, there's a lot of forks that you guys go through and you ask us and we are absolutely 3 million percent super happy to answer every message and email that comes through. However, sometimes it's as simple as this consulting the Lord first. Now it's much easier to ask a person. It's easier. We could tell you yes or no. um, And you know what? Guess what? We could be totally wrong when we say yes or no. The Lord never gets it wrong ever, ever. He always gets it right. And he is always there for consulting. Okay. What may takes us three days to get back to you on God's right there immediately to do it. You may be missing it. You may be confused because you're because this is a, a piece that is missing. Okay. Sometimes even really great, wonderful people give really terrible, horrible advice. Okay. And I know that because I got a lot of great, wonderful people in my life that are amazing, but in a couple areas, because it hasn't been the Lord, because they haven't seen the Lord's perspective, they have given me and my husband horrible advice, good people, but they're not God. Okay, we can't hold all people up to the same standard that we hold the spirit of God up to great people. Horrible advice at times. All right. We got it. Okay, perfect. How do you do that, Autumn? Well, good. I'm just going to tell you right now. If you feel stuck, if you feel frustrated, if you feel like you're never, if you're not making progress in an area, this is going to help you very much. I sort of learned how to do this when I I found Christ, when I was in my abusive marriage. Um, And he kind of led me out. The spirit of God led me out of that abusive marriage. Listen, um, I I was one of them that that kind of started the conversation about church too when I did that that, um, study with Lifeway back in 2016. So then they gave it a hashtag and now it's like a whole thing. The Me Too church. There was no church to Me Too back then guys there was no there was no support group there was no one telling me 20 years ago hey this is the way to get out of an abusive marriage when you are the uh, daughter of the pastor of the church there was there was I had no resources to help me so this is pre all of that but what I did have was the spirit of the living God and once I started to follow him directly he led me to a place that was out of destruction into um, sort of on my land of promise almost. Um, this is when I learned the importance of the prompt, the importance of the like God poke in your spirit, the importance of the um, uh, angst, not anxious, but like angst when there was a, pl- uh, uh, like a fork in the road for me. And I just didn't feel peace about it, I would listen to what my spirit was saying rather than what my head was telling me. Because a lot of times the spirit will tell you something different than your head tells you. Because a lot of times the spirit doesn't make sense. Yet he knows the way to freedom and he knows the way out 
of destruction. Prompts and angst is how I learned to listen to the spirit. A lot of times we say, uh, we do this. Oh, I feel kind of anxious about it, but I know it's just me. I'm going to push forward. And then we push forward with our heads into the biggest problem we've ever seen in our entire life. And we're like, how did we get here? It's because you didn't listen to the angst or the spirit will prompt us. But our head tells us, no, that doesn't make any sense. Don't go in that direction. What is that opportunity going to do for your portfolio? Where's my 401k going to be? And the spirit gives you a prompt to say, yes, go in that direction. Yes, go in that direction. But your head says that is not practical. And where do we get? We get to a place where we feel stuck, frustrated with our life, frustrated with where you are. You're not making progress. Why? Because you probably have listened too much to your head than the spirit of the living God living inside of you. I see like a a theme with this week's show. It's about listening to the spirit. Hello. I want to take you to a passage of scripture, which I'm obsessed with. Numbers nine uh, verse. Let's pick it up in 15. I'm going to read till 1523. Now on the day that the tabernacle was erected, The cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the temple until morning. How amazing would it be if there was a giant pillar of fire over every great decision that we were supposed to make? Hey, guess what? There is. So it was continuously. The cloud would cover it by day. The cloud would cover the tabernacle by day. And the appearance of fire by night. So by day, it was a cloud. By night, it was fire. Whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent, afterward, the sons of Israel would then set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the sons of Israel would camp. Let me read that again. In the place that the cloud would set out, There, the sons of Israel would camp at the command of the Lord. The sons of Israel would set out and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the clouds settled over the tabernacle, they remained camp. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would keep the Lord's charge and not set out. Hang with me. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle, according to the man of the Lord, they remained camped. Then according to the command of the Lord, the command of the Lord, the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they would move out. Or if it remained in the daytime at night, Whenever the cloud was lifted, they would set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it was lifted, guess what? They set out at the command of the Lord. They camped and at the command of the Lord, they kept the Lord's charge according to the command of the Lord through Moses. I could end the show right there. What guided the nation of Israel was the command of the Lord that he showed them through the cloud that was hovered 
over the tabernacle, okay? So let me just break down uh, um, a, a day for you for the Israelites. This is what the Israelites would do. They would wake up in the morning. They would go to their Starbucks. They would get bacon and eggs. They would brush their teeth with biblical toothbrushes. They would brush their hair. They would put their weave in or whatever they were going to do. And then what they would do was so incredibly important. They would then walk outside of their tent and they would look towards the tabernacle. Whatever, if there was a cloud above the tabernacle, they would stay. If the cloud was lifted, they would know they needed to get their little heinies back in their tent and they needed to, you know, pack up their caboodle box and they needed to set out, get ready to set out. What drove protected guided the nation of Israel was their consulting of the spirit of God because they looked for the cloud every single day. We have that same opportunity every single day. We, we are the very temple that is housing the spirit of the living God. He will guide us every single day. But if you do not consult him, how do you know which way you are going to go? How in the world do you know what God is telling you if you don't spend time consulting him? Now, I'm not talking about five hours every single day consulting him, but I am saying getting up and saying, okay, God, I've got this situation that I'm dealing with. How do you want to guide me there. This is what the Israelites could have done. They could have stayed in their tents and never seen what was happening over the tabernacle. And if they would have stayed in their tent and never saw what was happening over the tabernacle, then they would have missed the leading of the Lord because they did not uh, 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 consult the mind of God. Moreover than that, the, the, the leading of the Lord was incredibly blatantly obvious, okay? During the day, it was a giant cloud. It was very seeable. It was, everyone saw it. It was something that was very visible, okay? It wasn't just Moses that saw it, which by the way, that would be amazing <laughs> if it wasn't just the leader that saw it. Everybody saw it. But at night, it was a pillar of fire. You could not miss it. It was literally the light of the whole camp. They were able to look at it and say, okay, there is the spirit of God. He is right there with us. And I'm, I am um, of the mind that that, that fire burns in us when we come to a crossroads and we're saying, you know what? This doesn't look right. I, I don't feel like I should go in this direction. And then the spirit of God starts burning in us and says, nope, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. Our mind tells us, I don't need to go. There's danger. It doesn't look practical. It's not on my vision board. It's not in my five-year plan. But the spirit of God is saying, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Or the spirit of God says, 
says, stay, stay, stay. Don't move. Don't move. Don't take this opportunity. But we're looking and we're saying this is a great opportunity. It'd be great money for us. It'd be great for my life. It'd be great for my kids. But the spirit of God is saying, stay, stay. And there is a burning on the inside of us that is trying to direct us. That is named the spirit of the living God. But if we think too much with our head and we think too much practically and we don't consult that burning, that fire that is burning in us, we will miss when he has moved. One of the greatest resources that he has ever given us is him taking up residence inside of us to guide us, to direct us. He is the resource. I um I love that uh this is kind of how kind of how you know I say this like I was an Israelite and I was you know wandering in the wilderness I, well I guess I kind of have been at times Dan um I loved that this was not just hey guess what it's time to move from here to there this stay when the cloud when the cloud stayed it was also a, a, a way to protect the Israelites. It was not just leading them. It was protection for them. And you know, it's, it's very interesting that um, sometimes we can just look at like, uh, you know, where is God leading me? But we don't realize that those checks in our spirit also can be God protecting you from something that you don't, he, he doesn't want you to go through, which is why even though the opportunity looks great, you should listen to that fire that is saying, don't do it. It's interesting to me too, that sometimes uh, based on the scripture, um, the cloud would only remain from morning until evening. Like, uh, you know, uh, from morning till evening, sometimes they were there in uh, set up camp for a long time, for a year. It said it, it talked about a year in this passage of scripture in Numbers 9, but sometimes they were there for a short as a day. Who would know? Who would know that, hey, we should stay here only a day? It doesn't seem practical for you to move from one place to another, set up camp for one night and then pick up and leave. That doesn't seem practical. It doesn't seem like it would be a good plan. It doesn't like for all my planners out there, um, this kind of makes you want to throw up, you know, hundreds of thousands of people traveling. And then, oh, guess what? The next day, guess what? It's time to go again. This is a planning nightmare. This is a logistic, logistically horrible. And yet God knew what he was doing every single time. But if we listen too much to ourselves and we don't consult that cloud every single day, how are we going to know? How are we going to know? We're not. Not consulting God is what has gotten most believers confused, angry, frustrated. Not consulting God. God didn't do it to us. We just didn't consult him. And then, and then God gets a bad rap and we start blaming him. 
not consulting God every single day, as often as possible. You miss a day, give yourself some grace. We just talked about that on one of the shows that we did today. Give yourself some grace. But regularly consulting him as to which way you need to go and what you need to do is imperative for your protection, for your leadership, for ultimately him getting you where he wants you to go. He has a plan for you. I want to be on his plan. I don't want him to be on my plan. Okay, my plan is a total mess. I want to be on his plan for my life. I remember before I married my uh, first husband, and be a little vulnerable with y'all today, like I'm not every day, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I remember, I was actually thinking about this the other day, before I married my first husband. We were engaged for a total of nine months, and um, I had... A, a, a guy proposed marriage to me while I was engaged. Do you believe that, Tan? <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. Um, uh, a, a total, not a random guy. I had known him. He asked me to marry him while I was engaged. And I thought, huh, that's different. I wasn't dating him. He just showed up at my workplace one day. It wasn't like I was like, you know, a two-timer. Um, he just showed up and I was like, hmm. Okay, that was weird. And I, you know, graciously said, that's not going to happen and and sent him on his way. Um, Then I had like an ex-boyfriend. I'm looking at Dan. Me and Dan are having this conversation right now. The night before I got married, this guy, blast from my past, called me. And he was like, hey, I just wanted to check on you. I feel like I really needed to check on you. And he was like, so, well, like we parted ways beautifully. Like there was nothing wrong, whatever. And I thought, huh, that's weird. My wedding planner that we had hired to actually, you know, plan the wedding looked at me in one of our meetings and said, I don't think you should marry this guy. <laughs> if that wasn't enough direction. From the wedding planner? My goodness. We all know Jennifer Lopez and the wedding. She would have never said that. But she actually looked at me one time and she was like, are you sure this is who you're supposed to marry? And I remember thinking, that's weird. I wonder how many people she says that to. And there were so many things just like that that happened in those nine months. And every time one of those things happened, I thought to myself, I shouldn't be marrying this guy. There was this fire that was in me saying, don't, don't, don't. But, you know, as an 18 year old bride who is obsessed with the floral design and the dress and all that kind of stuff, my head was saying, just do it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. You know, he's going to be nicer. It's going to be fine. But my soul was screaming in me, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I remember so, um, blatantly even getting up on my the morning of my wedding day being conflicted like I feel I know what I'm feeling but my head is saying it's too late it's too late and I look back now and I think if I just would have listened to the spirit of God that was literally on fire inside of me trying to protect me guide me lead me What would I have kept myself from, Dan? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. 
the cloud had definitely lifted in that area of my life, but I wasn't consulting the cloud. I was ignoring the cloud. Um, you know what? I'm not trying to like guilt you or anything like that, but I just, I, what, one of my greatest desires in ministry is to challenge all those that come in contact with, um, with our ministry, you know, um, if you find yourself as a believer and I, and you know, I, I get it, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, how do you know, whatever, it's really not as hard as, as you may think. It's simply saying, Lord, I need help in this situation. Lead me, lead my spirit. And you need to start trusting after you've consulted the Lord, start trusting the spirit of God that is inside of you rather than your head when they conflict. Sometimes they match up, but not always uh, do they love you guys so much. Thank you guys uh, for listening. Um, The last thing that I would say just to that point is whatever God tells you to do, do it, do it, do it, do it. And you will be glad that you did. We've talked about a lot on the show. The very reason I have this show right now is because I listened to a Uh, poke by the spirit. Hey, listen, make this phone call, make this contact. Um, You don't know what's on the other side of the, of the, um, of the spirit speaking to you. I hope I put this in like plain English for you guys, because I think this is a very confusing area in the Christian world. And um, sometimes we just need to simplify things, not, um, not uh, sort of make things harder than they actually are. Listen to the pause and listen to the prompt. And that is the spirit working in you. Love you guys so much. Guess what? You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Mile Show at 3.30. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.